There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. Welcome back to the Liftbridge Podcast. This is your host, John Laurie, coming to you live from the Zenith City. And here it's a beautiful day on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Blue sky, just a couple of clouds in the sky just for variety. And we've got birds, we've got a light breeze, and I'm actually coming to you live from the rhubarb patch, which is very exciting. Uh, And sitting outside where the sun is nice and warm. Got a couple of cool segments for you today. Uh, talking about a sturgeon fishing trip. Uh, we're going to be looking at a passage in Hosea about sowing and righteousness, which is very appropriate for this time of year. And we will also be talking about just some cool spring happenings. So stick around and remember, keep looking up. In our first segment today, we're going to be talking about sturgeon fishing. And actually, this is such a cool time to be here in Duluth. Uh, Not only is the spring migration underway, but you know, birds aren't the only things that migrate. In fact, fish migrate. We don't think about that very much, but they do. And at this time of year, the sturgeon are coming into out of the lake and back up to the rivers so that they can make more sturgeon. And uh, also, uh, the little guys, the smelt, are coming in. Not only the big old giants, the sturgeons, but also the smelt are coming in. And uh, actually, uh, Lord willing, that's what we'll be doing tonight. We'll be going after the minnows tonight, after going for the monsters. But um, I digress. Uh, There's a lot of exciting things happening at this time of year, and I was just super fortunate to be able to join a pair of brothers last week. Uh, one in college, one in high school, who uh, are just really amazing, godly young men. Uh, I just couldn't have enjoyed my time with them more. It was so much fun. And uh, I, was, I always jump at a chance to, to join them out there at the St. Louis River. You're looking right smack dab across the river at Wisconsin on the other side. And those fish are swimming up right on the border there. And they are <laughs> kind of funny to think about fish. They don't really care about the geography. They just like to swim in it. But they, they're they swimming up through there. And uh, the last time I had been out there, it was uh, last year in April, April 14th. And I caught my first sturgeon. And let's just say I was hooked. There's something so special about catching such a large fish and such an interesting fish. And to know that this fish is... Uh, has a potential to live for a very long time. Uh, you're kind of hooking into a little piece of history there. And uh, I got a couple of thoughts to share about sturgeon, but let me go back to my story. Uh, this time when we went out in May, uh, it was beautiful, and I was not prepared for that. I, I was like, where's the snow? Where's, uh, I, I should be putting my bib overalls on and huddling over my, my uh, thermos of coffee. And in fact, it was actually just beautiful out. It was a little windy, kind of brisk, but it 
we uh, made a nice little fire and we had a uh, very cozy time uh, burning up this driftwood, watching the full moon rise. I really felt like I was back in uh, back in uh, Tom and Huck, Life on the Mississippi. That was a play I was in when I, <laughs> I was in eighth grade. I played Tom Sawyer, and I really felt like I was back in that type of world. It was really fun. So all that to say that, uh, you know, a lot of times fishing is about who you're with, and uh, we just had a wonderful time talking about life, catching up, catching up about life in college, uh, the end of the high school year. And these are just phenomenal young men uh, living for the Lord. And they're a lot of fun to hang out with. So we had a great time. And uh, I want to talk now about the fish. So uh, when I, I got there at about 5 o'clock or so, my friend Mike had all the equipment out, and he was just reeling in a sturgeon. And what a great way to kick things off. So I took the pictures for him as he landed this thing. He's a real pro. He had rubber boots on so he could get into the river and, and lift it out, something I had not thought about. And uh, then he let me get the, the next couple of, uh, of uh, rounds of fish. We were just watching the pole and seeing if there was any movement. And uh, sure enough, there was, but it turned out to be a sucker. Maybe that's the origin of that phrase. But <laughs> you want a sturgeon, but you get a sucker. At any rate, it was so much fun. They're actually a really neat fish. They're kind of pink, and, and uh, they're not a good-looking fish, but they are pretty. They've got pretty scales, pretty pink scales. So it was very cool. And eventually, not too long after, I caught a 45-inch sturgeon, and... It was a lot of fun, just an amazing feeling. So fun to hook into a slab like that that's got a mind of its own, that does not want to come to the shore. And uh, we, we got him in, we looked him over, just amazing, amazing fish, and, uh, and released him. But, you know, one thing that's so interesting to me is that... Uh, Probably the most common comment I've ever heard about a sturgeon is, and it, you know, it'll pop out of somebody's mouth three out of four times is, oh man, they sure are prehistoric looking. And I always just have to, to chuckle when I hear somebody say that. Because, of course, uh, nothing in the Bible is prehistoric, right? It's all, it all goes back to a first day. Uh, a second day, a third day, a fourth day, a fifth day, a sixth day, a seventh day. <laughs> so what they're trying to say is it looks like something that we aren't used to seeing. You know, it, it looks like uh, pictures, artist renderings of dinosaurs. Of course, we, we haven't seen dinosaurs with our own eyes, but we have seen paintings of dragons and things. And these color our imaginations. A dragon is just a... a artist depiction of a dinosaur by the way you know a testimony that they they were on the ark and they did live uh long long past uh noah's flood and uh but you know the sturgeon is uh you know it's no older than than anything else you know it goes back to creation week and um we're we're just so in awe of god's amazing uh, way of filling every part of his creation with life. 
You know, all of these fish have a purpose. They, they have a, a role that they play. And, um, and it's just so neat. We know that. Uh, let, me, let me just read this passage here. And this will be a blessing to you. But God, God wanted to fill his creation. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. That's Genesis verses 20 through 21. And we know that that was on the fifth day, according to verse 23. So, uh, if you're paying attention there in chapter 1, God makes the space and then he fills the space. He doesn't want any of it to go empty. He wants it to be filled and these, all these different, different creatures, according to their kinds, had a purpose. And the sturgeon has a purpose. And it's so neat to, to be able to just be up close to something big, something that, that is different than something we're used to seeing. And at this one point in the year, you know, our paths don't, me and Sturgeon, our paths don't cross too often. But at this point in the year, our paths cross, and we just get to see this testament to God's power in creating. Uh, so it was really fun. Uh, we ended up catching way more suckers than we caught Sturgeon. But uh, the final, the probably the best part of our evening, we had to wait for it, but uh, younger brother, he, uh, I, I talked about him not too long ago when I was talking about teaching a kid how to ski, and he was my young protege who was learning how to ski and who just did this amazing uh, trip down the, the hill about as fast as he possibly could, not under his own initiative, by the way, and uh, it was just really cool to watch him do that. Well, it was, he had never caught a sturgeon before. And it was his turn. So every time we saw that rod move, he, it was his turn to try to catch a sturgeon. And he caught a number of suckers. In fact, we were about to give him the nickname uh, Sucker Master, which is not actually a very nice nickname, but it was appropriate. And uh, until he finally caught his sturgeon, and it was a beautiful 47 inches. 47 and a half, actually, if I recall. So... He did a great job. He was so proud of that fish. It was so neat to see that. And uh, really, isn't that what it's all about? I had more fun watching him catch that fish than I had catching my sturgeon, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So, you know, just uh, these are opportunities. These are investment opportunities. Do what you like to do, but bring a kid along with you. Teach them how to do it. Watch them experience it. It will repay you uh, twofold. So... Uh, great, great trip. Really was awesome. Um, it's always fun when the first fish you catch of the year is a sturgeon. In my case, my first fish was a sucker. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not superstitious, so I, I don't take that as an omen of uh, my fishing uh, season success. But it was awfully fun to have the second fish I caught this year be a sturgeon. And uh, just a ton of fun. And uh, I'll have to let you know how the smelt run goes. 
All right, we'll see you in the next one. Spring is the time that we plant seeds and we watch them grow into wonderful, special things. Uh, as I'm looking around, I find this compulsion that is on me every day to come out and check the plants that I planted last year and see how they're doing. Um, some of these plants I planted two or three years ago and they're perennials, so they keep coming up and I, I almost find like I'm on uh, an appointed set of rounds and I'm going out and I'm checking on them. I just love seeing them grow. In fact, um, last year I got a Burginia, which is maybe one of the coolest looking flowers I've ever seen. And I'm looking at it right now across the lawn from the rhubarb. And it's just so cool to see how it pops up and how it grows and how there's just little tiny new fresh leaves that every day they're taking in that sun and they're growing and they're getting bigger. I'm looking at the hollyhocks, th those leaves just flourishing uh, every time the sun comes out. I'm looking at uh, other really cool plants like the bleeding heart popping up out of last year's uh, uh, dried up sticks uh, that weathered the winter. Looking at the rhubarb right behind me here and the leaves are just amazing. They, they're just getting bigger and bigger and they're already bigger than my hand here um, and uh, they've come through the winter and the leaf, you know before anything else has leaves these things their leaves are just dominating they're huge um, I'm looking at the tulips that have been coming up ever since um, resurrection day when we first started to notice them and they're getting bigger and uh, we put some blood meal on there to keep the bunnies away which had started to nibble on there so you know it's really exciting. You see that when you plant a seed, God rewards you with watching, getting to watch it come up. And as I, I was thinking about this today, I was reading um, this passage in Hosea. And Hosea is a wonderful book. Uh, a lot of times the prophets are not appreciated like they should be because they're so timely. The, the messages are so timely for today. And I think that kind of scares people a little bit. Um, maybe people don't understand that it's enjoyable to read about God's judgment because God isn't corruptible. God doesn't change. He's holy. He's apart. Uh, he's, nothing can make him forget uh, what he doesn't want to forget. Nothing can make him um, weak. He's the God of the universe. And so these messages about his judgment, although fearful at times, are wonderful messages about God and the fact that, you know, he's still on plan A. He doesn't, he's not on plan B. He's not worried. He's not punting. He's not trying to figure out what to do. He's God. And uh, as you're reading these messages about judgment, there's all of these messages of hope mixed in. And I want to share one of those messages of hope today. And this is what the Lord said in Hosea 10, chapter, <laughs> Hosea chapter 10, verses 12 through 13. So to yourselves, 
in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Ye have plowed wickedness, ye have reaped iniquity, ye have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way in the multitude of thy mighty men. Well, what a powerful, powerful, powerful message. And uh, we're going to just break it down a little bit here. Let's take a look here at the first part. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, okay? Every day we're sowing seeds. Uh, we may not think about that. You know, sometimes my older friends, they kind of think, oh, my sowing days are done. But you know, you just may sow something that won't come to fruit for another couple of centuries if the Lord tarries, right? You know, the words that you write down, the words you say, the effect that that has on other people. uh, Every day we have a chance to sow. And are we sowing in wickedness or are we sowing in righteousness? Are we sowing in faith that God will reward us if we seek him? So God wants us to sow. And, you know, it's so exciting because when you pass a whole winter time of seeing nothing but white stuff on the ground, uh, you know, yeah, that's, it gets long, right? It gets, uh, you, your eyes just start to get homesick for the color green, right? For any color uh, of a living thing. And as the snow fades and the sun comes out and the grass greens up, and these plants begin to peep out of the ground, you just see, oh, look at this. This thing that I planted, it's coming up, and it's so wonderful. And you think about sowing in righteousness and the reward that is in that, that God will reward you for sowing something that honors him, right? How exciting is that? Let's, let's keep going here. And what is righteousness? It's trusting in the Lord. And believing his promises, obeying him. Reap in mercy, right? Oh, this is wonderful. So not only are you sowing good seed, but you're reaping in mercy. God is giving you something you didn't earn. You're, it's favor from him that he just wants to give you. It's like a, a super abundance. You know, sometimes we experience this with uh, different different plants, we have what we call a bumper year, bumper crop, where we get way more of something than we ever expected to, and we end up giving it away at church or giving it to a neighbor. I've even heard about, you know, in some bumper crop years, people uh, getting ice cream buckets of zucchini that were just left on their doorstep, and uh, (laughs) because the person who had it didn't want to hear no, right? reap in mercy, you know, think about how merciful God is. Think about the mercy he longs to give us. He, that's, that's the sort of thing he wants to do. Break up your fallow ground. Now, isn't this wonderful? Um, think about at the end of the winter, uh, clods of dirt that have just been pressed down by the weight of the snow. And they're just sitting there. They're not, the only thing, if you don't cultivate it, and get it ready for planting, the only thing it's going to bring forth is weeds, right? And that's kind of like our heart. We have to prepare our heart to make this transformation 
from being fallow, from being unused, uncultivated, to actually being used to do something that will actually bear fruit for God. And as Hosea was speaking the Lord's words to the people, you could see that their hearts had lain fallow to the Lord for a long time. They had been going their own way. They had a heart of stone. They needed a heart of flesh. They needed that heart to be broken up, uh, not so that they would be in pain, but so that they could bear fruit. Right? And we call this repentance. God doesn't want us to be permanently bummed. He wants us to repent of sin so that we can have the joy of his salvation. He wants us to repent and turn around so we can have to have the morning of repentance so that we can have the rejoicing of salvation. And so, now that was part of the whole deal. Break up your fallow ground. Why? For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. You know, how wonderful. Uh, if we seek God, we're going to find him. He gives us that promise. If we seek him with all of our heart, we are guaranteed to find him. You can try to make money and you might make it. You might lose it, but you might make it. Uh, you can try to be really good at sports. And you know what? You might win, but you might not. But if you seek the Lord with all your heart, you will find him. And here Hosea is saying, after this long time in which their sin has led them now to God's judgment, it was time to stop doing what they were doing. And that was what the judgment was telling them, and it was time to seek the Lord. And you know what? you gotta, you got to understand that there's a, a transition there. There's a transformation there, right? Sometimes people don't change, even though they know they need to, because they're comfortable where they're at. And when you're doing something new, like seeking the Lord, you may go through a time of discomfort, a time of getting reoriented to what is true, what is right, what is beautiful, what is honest, what is pure. But here's the promise, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Isn't that powerful? You're sowing in righteousness, you're breaking up. Why? So you can seek the Lord and then what does he do? He comes and he rains it upon you. He opens up the heavens and he pours out his gift of righteousness. He pours out the fruits of righteousness. You know, as our creator, he has come up with the best way for us to live. He wants us to live not just for a little bit of time, like the sturgeon and the, the eagles. And I've seen all sorts, there's a nice updraft going on right now. I'm seeing vultures and eagles and hawks uh, riding these thermals in the backyard here. It's really cool. He wants us to live forever with him. And so... You can, you can listen to this today as an encouragement that you have an opportunity today to sow and uh, to make an impact for eternity. Verse 13, Ye have plowed wickedness, ye have reaped iniquity, ye have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. You know, some people think they've got it all figured out, and they know that they're not serving the Lord, but they figure, hey, I've got a way rigged where I can't lose, right? And so they get the harvest of that. 
And it says here, ye have plowed wickedness, ye have reaped iniquity, right? They, they broke up their heart, not for righteousness, not for the Lord, but for wickedness. Oh, that's sad. They've reaped iniquity. They've eaten the fruit of lies. I can't imagine that tastes good. Because thou didst trust in thy way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. You know, are we trusting in money? Are we trusting in um, people liking us? Are we trusting in gimmicks, silver bullets? Or are we trusting in the Lord? Because the Lord has given us this guaranteed promise that if we seek him with all of our heart, we will find him and he will rain righteousness upon us. So I hope this is encouraging, a reminder to keep looking up, looking up to Jesus, keep following him, and you'll be blessed, my friend. See you in the next one. Well, in this final segment for today, we're just going to be talking about some of the cool spring signs that are going on around us. Maybe you're laughing at me for uh, kind of <laughs> breaking off there in the middle of a sentence uh, to comment on the the raptors that are coming over. But, you know, that's what spring is all about. It's really kind of a time where if you don't kind of have that blessed wool gathering for at least a few minutes of, of May... You know, you got to pinch yourself and see if you're sleeping, right? Um, it's just really wonderful to see all the cool things that are happening at this time of year. You see God's timing in making everything all work. And it's just a little picture of how he does work. You know, you see as the sun warms the ground, the plants start to come out. The plants bring the bugs. Uh, it's, it gets warm enough for the bugs to hatch. And uh, they come out. When that happens... Uh, most of the little birds can come up. And so all the hardy birds that have already come up, like the ducks and a lot of the eagles and things like that, they can can withstand the cold. They can find something to eat, but all the birds that eat bugs, they have to wait till the bugs come out. And when the bugs are out, that's when you'll start to really see a lot of color flood into the the woods. So uh, there's color also on the land here. Um, I love this time of year. There's a French painter named Corot who was an Impressionist, and I am reminded of his work every time I see a maple tree with these beautiful little red buds. And it would be so fun to paint them. They'd just be these tiny little red points on the end of an otherwise bare tree. But I can't think of anything more artistic than that. They are so beautiful. Uh, we have some volunteer tulips uh, on which there are 10 plants, 10, ten uh, bulbs, all growing up. We're excited to see those pop out. I'm thinking they're going to be yellow. There's a little tiny fringe of yellow there. And uh, let me, of course, uh, talk about our namesake plant today. This is the rhubarb episode, and the rhubarb is coming up. And you know, I just love the rhubarb plant. We did not plant this plant, but in true typical Midwest fashion, it was growing here. The people who lived here before us um, weren't too keen on plants, but they did have some rhubarb, and uh, I can see why. It is such a useful plant. They can uh, just keep producing. We probably get, we can, you know, depending on how much we want, we could get three or four crops of it in a very short growing season, and this stuff is just awesome. It tastes good. 
You can share it with other people. Uh, and most of all, it just takes off in the spring and it gives you a really cool first harvest uh, before anything else is in the ground. You can probably be eating it, you know, uh, here by the end of May and uh, make a classic dessert that you find in the back of a, a church cookbook. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I think God gives us to just really uh, have something good happening that we can really enjoy. Um, as I'm looking across here, uh, I'm starting to see little little bees moving around uh, and they're starting to get the work ready to pollinate the flowers. Um, they're awake and alert and uh, there's been a whole bunch of bees just kind of smelling the fragrance that only they can smell right now coming off of the lilac buds. And there's all these bugs just, you know, I think it must smell wonderful to them. I can't smell it yet, but they're just getting uh, a wonderful kick out of that. And uh, we're just so excited about that. Uh, also, I'm looking here at my Burginia, and there's these beautiful pink tips, um, little, uh, almost like little spikes. And uh, it kind of reminds me of like a kaya lily, uh, how it's got like the little spikes coming out of it. But as the plant grows, this bulb that starts on the bottom of the ground gets pushed up. And it becomes this beautiful tall plant. But it starts off kind of short and it just keeps growing. And we're at that point in the year where uh, it's still very short and it's fun to just come and check on it. And uh, I thank the Lord every day that the deer don't get it. So that's pretty special. Uh, also seeing our first couple of dandelions. Uh, there was a blustery day not too long ago where I saw my first little hint of yellow in the grass and I was just blown away by that. I was like, wow, this is so cool. And, uh, <laughs> and then I saw the second one and then the third one, and now it's starting to get to the point where they're, they're not all over the lawn yet, but I'm not going to count them anymore because <laughs> we're just into dandelion season. Um, we've got a pair of robins that are, one of them is eyeing me right now. Um, they're building a nest in our evergreen tree, and we're excited to, to uh, see some robin's eggs and some, some nestlings. So that's always really cool when you have that happen. Uh, you know, there's some winter damage here. Uh, you know, some trees came down. Um, knocked, the snow knocked down a couple of things behind the church here. But um, other than that, it has been, uh, uh, we're, we've got just the tiniest little bit of snow left in the church parking lot. Otherwise, it's all out of our yard. So I wrote that down the other day. Um, and so you can do this too. This is a lot of fun, actually. You already do this mentally. Maybe it'll help you to just get a little bit more enjoyment out of it, to write it down in your planner or what have you. Uh, make a list and just keep a track of the days when you see these things happen. And you can look back on it, get a little smile on your face, and, and just kind of, it's almost like uh, keeping score while you're watching a ball game. Um, 
We're starting to see some wildflowers spring up out in the swamp here. I saw the indications of marsh marigolds, which are probably the first flower to bloom. And there's also, um, we've got some trilliums, and those are about to come up. And I'll talk more about those in a different episode, Lord willing. Uh, but uh, we don't have the regular kind of trilliums. We've got the nodding trilliums uh, where they are, the flower is actually underneath the, the leaves. So they're kind of playing hide-and-go-seek. Uh, we're also starting to see some green grass grow up in the swamp. We're starting to hear some warblers and other things out there. So uh, I just love how the grass springs up and it gets so green so fast. There's nothing like the spring color of green. It does your heart good. And uh, I hope that, that you can look around your yard. And you know what? Maybe you're saying to yourself, you know what? My yard does not have a whole lot of spring interest to me. You know, maybe you know, you've got some grass. Maybe you've got some, um, a couple of tulips. But, you know, here's a, just a couple of ideas for what you can do to add uh, some spring color to your yard. Uh, when it becomes... Um, feasible for you to plant in your yard and you know usually that's any time after Memorial Day up here in northern Minnesota um, I would really encourage you to, to go to your garden store and find some forsythia forsythia is so beautiful it's, we're starting to see it down on Park Point here in Duluth where it is spring earliest and uh it is so beautiful, that yellow color, it just is so cheerful. Um, and then later on in May, uh, the azaleas will be there and other plants like that. And just give yourself a treat. Buy something like that. Find a good spot in your yard and, and give yourself that little pop of color that will be your reward after the end of a long winter. Also, if you don't have any rhubarb, find your Midwestern neighbor who has some. They will give you some and they'll tell you how to plant it. And you will have a plant that you don't, is essentially maintenance free. And uh, that is just a great, great, delicious plant that is like your own little mini garden. And uh, you probably don't even have to pay any money for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, just so many cool things going on right now. Don't forget to get outside and enjoy this beautiful time of year. If you live in Minnesota, you earned it by coming through the winter and uh, shoveling a lot of snow and uh, get out and enjoy this beautiful time of year. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Well, the old clock on the wall is telling me it's time to go. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon after listening to our podcast. And uh, wherever you are, hope you're enjoying this and hope that you're looking up to the Lord for the light of his countenance in your life. Remember, you've got opportunities to sow and you're going to reap uh, if you keep looking to him. All right, take care. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of your day.